Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Another episode closer to cancellation. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, the real heavyweight champion. This is your co-host, Joel Flight Cancellations Cheeseman. And this is Chad, phasers on stun, so wash. On this week's show, a double unicorn extravaganza. LinkedIn rethinks China and librarian is the number one search term for Pornhub in the state of Montana. Big sky indeed. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh-huh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. Big week, Chad. Big yeah, week. I, I, I got to say, whoever thought of Captain Kirk on yesterday's flight was a fucking genius, right? Well, Bezos, obviously. <laughs> Your buddy. I really doubt that. <laughs> and you know why they put Shatner on that launch, right? Oh, please tell me. 
All anyone was talking about during the last launch was rich white billionaires spending money on space toys instead of something, you know, like poverty or something like that. Now, uh-huh. all they're talking about is Captain Kirk. It was a brilliant diversion. It, brilliant was, PR. Fucking, it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they learned from the first time. Now they just put somebody, you know, a 90 year old icon. Yep. On the, I mean, come on. And, and if Kirk goes out, if it blows up in space, which I was hoping it did not. I mean, can you think of a better way to fucking go out as Captain Kirk? I mean, this was a no brainer for him. Well, that would have been bad PR had that happened. My two takeaways were we now know why the head of the penis is so big because those fucking windows are huge. It's like a living room in that thing. Uh, the windows <laughs> are so big. And the second thing was, I mean, really heartfelt to me. The interview he did with Bezos and, and thanking him for the trip seemed to me really, really genuine, really heartfelt. William Shatner is a 90-year-old dude who got to go up in space. You, I could feel the genuine just joy in William Shatner's face. So to me, that was really heartwarming. And I don't think I've ever really felt a desire to go to space like that mm-hmm. until I saw Captain Kirk so excited. I mean, this is the guy that has seen just about everything. He's partied with the the you know the biggest names in Hollywood. He's mm-hmm. made love yeah. to supermodels and green women. I mean, he's seen it all, and this just just heart warmed his heart. So that was nice to see. Yeah. What what didn't warm my heart? Well, no, it did. Was when the Raiders kicked fucking Gruden to the curb. <laughs> that that warmed my heart too. <laughs> Those who aren't football fans, John Gruden is a very volatile coach, I guess you could say. Some emails came out that were, Jesus, they were racist, sexist, xenophobic. I don't know. He definitely did not discriminate against who he was discriminating against because yeah. everyone seemed to get a piece in the emails that he he threw out. So what was your takeaway from that other than happy? The NFL is having a problem with brand. They've had a problem with brand and they're trying to clean it up. The, the players are the ones that everybody comes to see, not Roger Goodell and not any of the fucking coaches on the sideline, even though they're brilliant, but yeah. they come to see the athletes play the game. It's one of those things where I think in America, at least in the U.S., we're starting to have an awakening and I hope it doesn't stop. Yeah, I think you could do a whole show on all the things that sort of uh, this thing, this event touched on. For me, just to make quick of it, it was really heartbreaking because really, to me, nothing more than sport should be a meritocracy. You and I both played high school sports. We weren't good enough to go beyond that. But for me, for example, I I went to a pretty diverse high school and played basketball. I played with black guys, Latino guys, Asian guys, and it didn't matter what color you were. If you could ball, you could ball. And that didn't matter. So when you see something like sports and that this is so apparently predominant uh, in that environment, to me, it's just really heartbreaking because if any if any environment should be colorblind, it should be sports. Yeah. Well, and I think your remembering is is much different than mine because I remember the coach's kid getting to play whatever position the coach wanted him to play, whether he was the best. There was no meritocracy. That's total, total bullshit. So I, I think it's funny that you try to color 
color everything with meritocracy. But uh, that's probably just your whiteness showing. <laughs> Agree to disagree, Chad. But uh, sports has been a longstanding, <laughs> a longstanding example of people getting along uh, where they normally wouldn't in society. Speaking of getting along, though, Chad, uh, my stomach and I have a great relationship, <laughs> and I was really happy to see Portillo's, my favorite Chicago eatery. Uh, if you haven't had an Italian beef wet from Portillo's, you're missing out. They're filing for an IPO here coming up. And uh, I think I've probably made them as profitable as I possibly can (laughs) with my own. And also want to bring up Raising Cane. Who doesn't like some fried chicken? Uh, They were in the news this week. Staffing is so tight at Raising Cane's. They asked people in the HQ to fill in as cooks and cashiers. And uh, I think I read about a third of people in the HQ volunteered to serve up some chicken, which is heartwarming as well. Yeah, love it. I mean, as a startup, and they're not a startup, but as a startup CEO, you have to do everything. You're doing fucking demos. I mean, you're 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 helping with uh, UX design. I mean, you're doing everything that you possibly can uh, to be able to be an organization of that size and say, look, it's time to get back to startup status and understand mm-hmm. that we're not going to be able to move on without everybody actually pitching in. So get out of that leather chair. Also, uh, if we pivot back to sports, uh, did you catch the heavyweight fight on Saturday? Nope. Yeah, so I normally wouldn't. I was at my sister's uh, and brother-in-law, who's just a big fan, uh-huh. uh, actually bought the fight. So I was able to watch it. Uh, Tyson Fury, this dude's like 6'7", 320. I mean, he, yeah. he gives a new definition to what heavyweight is. And he gives he gives real inspiration to the dad bodies of the world because <laughs> if you're remembering heavyweights as Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, those guys were ripped this guy looks like he just got out of a Portillo's. Uh, so it's really, really nice to see him rip it up in the ring. Tyson Fury, shout out to you, my man. So what was the result? Well, Tyson won in the 10th, I believe TKO, okay. uh, but it okay. was a great fight. Tyson got knocked down twice in one round. I mean, it was just a, it was what you think of as a heavyweight bout, right? Like you mm-hmm. can actually hear and feel the punches as they land and uh, you feel for the guys that are in it. It was great. It was great. If you saw the fight, uh, you you lo- most likely loved it. You don't want to get hit by a guy who weighs 300 pounds. No, no. Shout out to JobSync, you waskly wabbits, for grabbing up uh, Leah Daniels as their new chief commercial officer, former appcaster, and one of the smartest people in our industry. Good job, guys, over at Jobca- uh, JobSync, and uh, congrats, Leah, on the new gig. And aren't we a permanent stamp on their marketing campaign? <laughs> I think so. Maybe that's AppCast that I'm thinking of. Anyway. Maybe. Moving on, let's talk to uh, let's talk about LinkedIn real quick. We'll talk about them more in depth uh, in today's show as we normally do. This out of Mike Batman Cohen, uh, he says that LinkedIn is not allowing you to use the site if you're logged on in different locations. Call it a spam fighter or just call it annoying. Mike Batman Cohen is not a fan. So uh, LinkedIn, you're in his crosshairs as you've yeah. been probably for the last ten years. Yeah, and, and you can't log out of the other device either, which is, uh, yeah, it's it's a real pain in the ass. Uh, big shout out to Owen Diaz. So Tesla was ordered by a jury to pay $137 million to Owen over racist treatment during his time as an employee at Tesla. Now, $137 million is not much for a company like Tesla, although this could be seen as a damn good precedent 
And if workers who have experienced the same kind of racist treatment start coming forward, that million dollar figure could actually turn into a billion. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll drive actual change at Tesla and more importantly, send shockwaves through corporate America to the point where they see that this behavior is not something that uh, is going to be put up with. And, and it's not wrist slapping anymore. It's actually something that could really hit their bottom line. Awesome. You got anything else before we talk about free shit? Uh, yes. Big shout out to George LaRock, who reported that global investment in work tech exceeded $6 billion in the third quarter. Another, another, another record-setting <laughs> quarter for work tech. It is blowing up. The money is gushing. Gushing. It's a gusher. Speaking of gushers, let's talk about free stuff, Chad. Please. If you haven't signed up for free t-shirts, free beer, and free whiskey, you need to head out to chadcheese.com slash free. We announced two of the new winners from uh, from this last month. You could be this month's winner. We've got t-shirts by Emissary, beer from Adzuna, and we have whiskey sponsored by Sovereign. Get out to chadcheese.com slash free and sign up today. Pretty Next amazing. up, we got some fantasy football updates sponsored oh by Poach.ai. Okay, Here um, here's the rankings as of week six heading into week seven. Uh, number one is Bill Football Fanning for the second week in a row, as well as the wonderful Miss Q. Number two, she stays in that spot. Next up, Jason Voorhees Putnam. I come up in the fourth spot, which wasn't is uh, a last, nice. He was last like two weeks ago, wasn't he? He was last two weeks ago, and I was last last week. Wow. And I mentioned I was going to be like rat out of the cellar. And I I, I went to number four, uh, Breaking Benjamin's Cunts, which was, uh, was that Kuntz or Cunts? I think anyway, Kuntz. Kuntz. We'll go with Kuntz. Okay. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin's Cunts. You remember he was last or he was second to last or last last week, last, but he had the most yeah. points. So he he uh, he's up in the rankings. You, you follow him. We got Christy Dark Side of the Moon uh, after that. We got Michael J. Cox, Chris Viva Las Vegas Russell. And in last place, Pete, don't call me douchey Suchi. That is the fantasy football leaderboard. Roy fucking Kent is in the cellar. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you didn't uh, listen to our podcast from this week, we had a fantastic interview with namely CEO Larry Donovan. Uh, go check that out if you missed it. And we have some birthdays. Fans of the show, we got Mark Jenkins, Denise Adams, <laughs> Gary Gray. Nice. He had, he had some creative parents. And <laughs> Madeline Lorano celebrated yes. a birthday. Very this week. nice. Yep. And I have a special one. My. Uh, Daughter Emma Sowash actually turned nice. 20. 20. How's that feel? At fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I've, got, I've got to say, really proud of her. Uh, she's actually starting on her birthday this week. It was Monday. Uh, she's starting a new job and she's training to be a phlebotomist at the uh, local hospital. And I tell you what, what we need more of is healthcare workers. So I think it was a smart pick. We'll, we'll see. Can you spell phlebotomist? Vampire. V-A-M-P-I-R-E. <laughs> Topics. All right, Chad, it's that time of the month. We got 
crazy. Unicorns to talk about. All right, let's start with Carrot with a K. K-A-R-A-T. Interviewing platform and Seattle-based Carrot announced a $110 million Series C round that values the company at $1.1 billion. Carrot's platform includes a network of interview engineers that clients can contract to provide technical interviews for software engineers via video. All the kids are doing it. Carrot is more than doubling revenue and the number of customers year over year. It has eight companies spending more than $1 million per year. Chad, are you buying this unicorn? Okay, so seeing this through the eyes of a hiring company who's hiring engineers, I believe this is brilliant. I mean, don't take my engineers away from their jobs and allow others to actually do the the interviewing. But mm-hmm. my first problem with this was scaling with humans who perform the interview because this isn't tech scaling. This is actual human engineers doing the interviews. So this process actually takes engineers out of the job market. It was it was meant to actually be used almost like a side hustle. Uh, you know, you're an engineer, you can do a side hustle, make some money, but some engineers are making $250,000 <laughs> doing this full time. So I, I'm sure Carrot can sell a white glove service and they're doing that now, right? Especially in this market. But when the asset, the interviewing engineers who could leave the platform tomorrow what, what do they actually do? I mean, seriously, the contracted talent is really the secret sauce here. Or what happens if demand explodes and there isn't enough human engineers to actually perform the interview? So to me, I believe the human variable is the situation that doesn't make me a fan. So I'm glad they have the money. They're going to need it. I'm sure companies will be buying in left and right, but I'm just not confident in their ability to scale. Again, if this explodes, what do they do? How do they actually meet demand? Not to mention, not to mention what happens when platforms that don't need humans are just kicking their ass, right? Yeah. So this is this is this is the hard human versus robot conversation. So you're saying if there's a gusher, there could be problems. There could be a problem. Something like that. Indeed is a client. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, sure. so if we're if we're predicting maybe acquisitions going into next year, I might make this prediction. Indeed is using their shit. Well, you know what? I think recruit. I think recruit buying them because uh, they are on the recruiting side of the house. Yep. This could be this could be perfect for recruit holdings. I don't see this for Indeed, but I do see this for recruit and staffing. But you take a look at Bright Hire, who just raised twenty million last week. Right? They're mm-hmm. not a they're not a unicorn, but from a scalable standpoint, a scalability standpoint, they're there, and yeah. and, and they can they can expand and contract. With the tech, not with humans. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I'm not as uh, as bearish as you are. Uh, so these guys, this company is led by a former director for Xbox uh, and a guy who previously was chief of staff at Melinda Gates and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, they have about 200 employees, and I guess stop me if you've heard this one before, <laughs> uh, but they're on a hell of a wave. So this company covers, you know, the shift to remote work. That's hot. Uh, the acceleration of digital transformation, i.e. everyone is hiring software engineers. Uh, the increased attention on diversity. Uh, Carrot says it removes bias from interviews. That could be a separate discussion. And the great resignation. So when you talk about rad companies, these guys are on that cutting edge. So uh, I'm probably a little more bullish on these guys 
than you are. I think they got a lot going for them. They're they're missing the A in your rad, and that's where they're fucked. That's true. That's true. Two out of three ain't bad, Chad, which was a great song from back in the day. (laughs) Well, let's talk about Hi, Bob, our number two. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. HRIS Solution Hi, Bob announced a $150 million Series C funding round this week. The round brings total investment at Hi, Bob to $274 million since its founding in late 2015 giving it a valuation of $1.65 billion. Wow. HiBob's clients includes five, include Fiverr, VaynerMedia, and others. Its HR technology platform enables companies to send shout-out messages to employees, poll employees, create onboarding workflows, track time and attendance, manage compensation management, and manage performance reviews. With this recent funding, HiBob's plan is, among other initiatives, acquire complementary technologies and expand their global presence. Chad, are you more bullish on this unicorn? Yes. HiBob is a mid-market play, and most of these organizations would enjoy getting into a system that costs much less than most HCM, dinosaur, legacy enterprise companies use, right? So HiBob covers multiple pain points which is shit nobody wants to do, like coordinating time (laughs) off, payroll, onboarding, benefits, and the list goes on. So it does- shout out messages. Yeah, it does a lot (laughs) of the shit work that nobody really wants to handle and it automates, which means it scales. So it does those two two aspects that, that are important to me. Not to mention, this is one of the things that I think is incredibly important where you start to see- uh, big vendors that are legacy tech, mm-hmm. they're paying so much in uh, technical debt right now. They need systems like this to be able to refresh them. If they're not bought, I see them being a much larger brand, believe it or not, Bob, a brand mm-hmm. in this industry. <laughs> it reminds you, reminds me of Ask Jeeves from back in the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a few things real quick. Hi, Bob proves that names obviously don't matter. Uh, so whatever I say in in Firing Squad, just disregard because the name clearly doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't I can't fathom a sales for Hi, this is Joe from Hi, Bob. This is a really interesting company. Uh, was founded in Israel, is now looking at the United States. Uh, they recently hired Candace Miller uh, as their head of global demand generation. Uh, Candace was previously at Intello slash convey IQ. And mm-hmm. from talking to her uh, occasionally, you know, they, they have a real eye to North America and now they have the money to do it. So any of any of the Americans in the audience today, if you don't know, hi, Bob today, uh, you'll be saying hi, Bob uh, at some point if you're in that mid-level uh, market. So to me, it's um, it's incredibly interesting. My thought process is like, who would they buy? Because they were pretty they're pretty uh, transparent around wanting to make some acquisitions. So I, I had kind of thought about who would that be, um, and we'll just have to watch and speculate on who some acquisition targets might be because there are quite a few in the U.S. Yeah. that they could probably gobble up and get a nice little foundation here in the States. Yes, especially if they want to get into the talent acquisition side of the house, which they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not yet. So you know, there, there's room for growth there. Uh, but I mean, really, if they just if they just focus on uh, market acquisition right now uh, and they grow, then they could be a huge acquisition target for some of these, again, legacy tech vendors. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a hell of an acquisition. 
based on their yes. uh, based on their valuation. Yes, but it would. Stranger things have happened in our business. Uh huh. All right, that's enough for our unicorn. Segment of the show. Let's talk about Canvas. Canvas.com. I'll highlight that. Friend of the show, Canvas, is going yeah. through some changes. I'm not going to call them growing pains at this point, uh, but after raising $50 million last month in a Series C, most notably Ben Herman is stepping down as CEO and moving into a full-time board of directors position. The reason? The company wants to bring on a seasoned leader to take the company to its next phase of growth. In the interim, co-founder and chief revenue officer Adam Gefkowitz and chief people officer Tariq Myers will become co-CEOs. Chad, what's your take on this move? Well, I think it's smart for for Ben being the CEO of a startup. And we know that for the most part, if you're early stage or you're in startup, startup mode, uh, you have a different CEO for different stages and different transitions. So I mm-hmm. think it was probably good. And, and we know great CEOs who knew when to move on, whether that was to a different position in the organization or whatever it might have been. I mean, think of Colin at ISEMS, right? And, and Steve actually stepping in. Uh, yep. They went to IPO from there, right? So, I mean, this this isn't a bad thing. The thing that, that bothers me is that they didn't have somebody to step into the position when he left. So, it, it, this is abrupt, right? And, and, yeah. and then also to say that we have co-interim CEOs. I've heard of interim CEOs before, but co-interim CEOs, I hope First off, that Ben, his family are, are are great. And anybody who's out there looking for, oh, you and I should run for co-CEOs. I just thought of this. That was my first point, Chad. They, they have co-interim CEOs. We could just be co, co-CEOs. Yeah. John. It, for those listeners that remember our, our monster campaign <laughs> to be co-CEOs of Monster, I'm thinking we could be co-CEOs of Canvas. We can do this. We can do this. A couple of a couple of white guys uh, were in charge of it. Yeah, a, heading a up a diversity platform. play. Yeah, that that'd be good. That would <laughs> that would go over like a screen door on a submarine. Um, so Ben proudly puts high school dropout on his LinkedIn profile yeah. in terms of education. Mm-hmm. He is not your average cat, right? He's barely in his thirties, I think. He's a serial investor, entrepreneur. Yes, you know, hats off to him for under- realizing like, you know what, him stepping down makes a lot of sense. We talk we talk so much about CEOs that stick around too long, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. uh that that just can't, re- you know, give up power or can't give up control. Um so hats off to Ben for that, but I do agree that it, the the exit was quite abrupt. It seems like they just put him on the board uh to sort of be a figurehead instead of just totally kicking him out of the company or him leaving the company. So that is certainly not great for a company that just raised a bunch of money. I would have liked to have seen someone step in that, you know, had some gray hair, had some experience in the industry. So this this move reeks of a little bit of uh, chaos. And I hope for their sake that they get that chaos under control uh, because it's not a good look. Co-CEO. Well, and I'm hoping that one of their funders isn't going to step in as CEO. If that was the plan, I think that would have happened pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's not the plan. Well, we will be watching, Chad. And speaking of watching, you were at a special event in Indianapolis celebrating a uh, Indianapolis-based company. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. The the company formerly known as the the artist formerly known as LumaTeams.com is now Pillar.hr and they were having a relaunch slash rebrand. Other than that, I mean, I think the new CEO wanted to put his stamp on the company, which I appreciate. Uh, and uh, Mark Simpson, who's the new CEO, the guy has a ton of chops and mm-hmm. exits, which is which is important. Yep. And they are funded by uh, High Alpha in Indianapolis. So full disclosure uh, and a little bit of a news a news break. Pillar is our is going to be our new beer drop uh, sponsor, and Adzuna is going to move to a bigger advertising uh, sponsorship. Booyah. So so we speak of Pillar. Uh, with that in mind, and this is uh, it, it's a cool local story, but it's sort of an odd uh, story. Uh, so mm-hmm. High Alpha, as I understand, they have sort of two two different levels of investments. They do like from the idea stage, and then they sort of let you use all their resources and they grow the mm-hmm. company. Uh, but they take a pretty big chunk of it in that in that scenario. The other scenario is hey. We've got a product. We've got some customers. You know, we're ready for like uh, a Series A or something uh, significant from a seed perspective. Uh, Luma was one of those incubator early early stage companies, and they're hardly even a year old. I think they were founded in 2020. Uh, that uh, summer of, if I'm not mm-hmm. correct, yeah, they're, uh, they're young. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the co-founders, uh, her name's Grace Tyson. Uh, she left in May of this year. And they brought in, uh, Mark from there and he's got a, a ton of experience. Um, Grace is now a, a sale, a VP of sales, I think at a, a East coast company. Her tenure was really short lived, which is really weird for a, a co-founder. So that was a little bit strange. And then I was like, well, the name change is, is odd because loom is not awful. Mm-hmm. So why change to pillar, which isn't awful either. So I, I was curious about the trademarks, like, does someone have Luma as an employment trademark? So I, I dug into Trademarkia. Um, it turns out a company called Dovetail Software in Austin owns a trademark for a hiring software uh, under Luma. Um, although the uh, the law firm that secured that trademark is out of Indianapolis. So something weird is going on there in terms of the name, the name change. I know they're selling it as a rebrand or like a relaunch or a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something is a little bit strange there. And it reminded me of a company I worked for in the aughts uh, called Background Information Services. They were a background check company who I eventually ended up working for and they sold to Sterling. I've talked about them a couple of times. Anyway, uh, Background Information Services was a trademark. So they had a decision to make of either, well, do we fight the trademark and give six figures to a lawyer and hope that we win? Or do we just change our name and uh, and go about our business and rebrand, which is what they inevitably did. Uh, the domain was Employee Screen, uh, so they just tagged on IQ at the end of their name and became Employee Screen IQ. I'm not saying that this is what happened to Luma, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was something sort of trademark related or ownership related that made them say, "Fuck it, let's just rebrand as something else." I got nothing because I mean, <laughs> they, nothing. I mean, nothing in the in the platform has has changed. I mean, again, I think yeah. this is more of more momentum. And, uh, and, and again, a team trying to take, uh, trying to take a platform and, and make it their own. Yeah. 
So the tech obviously works. Uh, the leadership team now is experienced, uh, new brand. So any of those, any of those issues, if they were there are gone. So, uh, we're rooting for these guys and they're an Indianapolis based company. So they're sort of on the, uh, the home team here in Indiana. So we'll, we'll be rooting for them. Well, let's take a quick break, Chad. Uh, we'll talk about a company we haven't in a while and then talk about a company that we seem to talk about every week. <laughs> we'll be right back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Snag it. Snag a job. Snag it. Snag a job. You snag it. All right. Here's the news and we'll get to the commentary after. Workforce. An inventory solutions provider, Fourth, that's the name of the company, is acquiring Snaga Jobs applicant tracking and onboarding solutions, which are branded People Matter and Hiring Manager in a deal backed by Marlin Equity Partners. The financial terms were not disclosed. Shocker. People Matter and Hiring Manager employees will be retained by Fourth. And all 3,500 customers with approximately 60,000 locations will experience no interruption in service under the new parent company. Chad, there was a time when Snag a Job was somewhere between Craigslist and ZipRecruiter in hourly hiring influence. What's your take on this news? Shouldn't Snag be expanding, not contracting right now? I mean, the, 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 market, so. <laughs> the market is so hot. I would have expected Snag to be strapped to the nose of the penis rocket yesterday. I mean, it's just, that's, that's how the market is, right? I, I couldn't understand that's this move. That's a snag a penis rocket doesn't want to see. That's, that's exactly right. So <laughs> I couldn't quite understand this move, but then I listened back to our interview with uh, snag CEO, Matthew uh, Stevenson and started thinking about the rebound product we talked about. And then also what type of tech does a company like snag really need to help hiring companies be more nimble? So Snag Snag doesn't need legacy tech. The kind of tech that they got rid of, applicant tracking system, and then also onboarding, they don't need that, right? And Mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact, paying the technical debt for an ATS and onboarding, I I would assume that's got to be sucking them dry to some some effect, right? So unlike CareerBuilder, who sold off interconnected components that drove other aspects mm-hmm. of the business. I see this as, this is a great way to shed legacy tech while the prices are high. So they're selling at the high and then building for the future. I, I see them moving more toward, as as we talked about on the interview with Matthew, an app-based product. So I think Fourth was sold a rusty old VW bug and they're happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked to uh, Matthew. 
I guess it's French. Mathieu. Uh, Mathieu, back in uh, 2019, after I guess a failed platform launch, uh, they launched an app called Snag, um, which was sort of a, I guess, a hourly worker based platform where people could actually get badges for flipping burgers or having certain skill sets uh, in the hourly workforce. And we kind of applauded that move. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out very well. Um, and the app is gone. Uh, the CEO who launched it is gone. Yep. And uh, Mr. Stevenson at the helm uh, has been there for a couple of years. Obviously, I agree with you. They should be seeing incredible growth in that space. People need hourly workers. This is uh, snag a job sweet spot. But part of me thinks the world is, is sort of passing passing snag a job by. Um, and I think part of that part of that fear is like, let's let's get back to our core business. What do we do best? What do people really want? And let's sell off the pieces or get rid of the pieces that are fat in the business and try to recoup and, and grow from there. I was curious. I went out to, to Glassdoor and some other review uh, review sites and some of the comments around their uh, turnover in senior leadership. Uh, somebody talked about people leaving left and right. Uh, so clearly not all is great at snag a job. And if they're losing executives and people, then, you know, the, the time to batten down the hatches and start doing what we do well is, is nigh. And it sounds like, sounds like that's what they're doing. The question for me will be, you know, too little, too late, or just in time and only, only time will tell and, and we will be watching, but you don't hear much about snag a job anymore. You don't. Anybody. No, you, you don't. You really don't. Uh, definitely reached out to Matt Chu to be able to, to get some clarification on this. Again, you're selling two systems that are driving revenue, although, again, uh, it might not be the future for the organization. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we get a response. Maybe we can have them on. Yep. Sounds good. Well, let's talk about a company that we rarely talk about, wink, wink, uh, LinkedIn. Wow. Uh, this news came across the wire as we were preparing for this yes. week's show. So we actually wow. bounced a story uh, in light of this one. So we talked about uh, China last week, basically bowing down to the Chinese government, censoring some journalists that were on the platform. So this this announcement, uh, well, it didn't take long. Uh, so we talked about that last week. Yeah. And uh, today, as we record this on Thursday, Microsoft uh, said it would pull LinkedIn, its existing professional network website in China, and instead launch a jobs-only version uh, later this year. The new website called InJobs, that's creative, will not, I repeat, will not include a social feed or the ability to share posts or articles. Yeah, I got to say, this deserves a big applause. As, as you'd said, you know, we talked last week about LinkedIn blocking profiles, censoring content, really, from the Chinese LinkedIn version. In effect, LinkedIn was bending the proverbial knee to the Chinese government. The conversation around, wow, how does, how does Microsoft do that? And then our banter was, well, it's profits. Google's not there. Facebook yep. isn't there. Many mm -hmm. of the other platforms aren't available in China because they have strict regulations on speech. Pretty mm -hmm. much, you know, if we don't want you to say it, you're not going to say it. So LinkedIn is one of the only major platforms operating in cashing checks while the other big names are out. Well, LinkedIn, I, apparently they were pushed too far. And this to me, again, 
is a big applause. I appreciate a company. I don't care if it's an American company. I don't care where they come from, but actually sticking behind, mm-hmm. not bending the knee. Yeah. 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 You and I were, were we, I think we all appreciate the, the rock and the hard place that companies, uh, you know, lie between when they make decisions to deal with China. And I, I agree that the, the applause is necessary. I think LinkedIn was probably going to be uh, bounced from China eventually, whether that would have taken months or years, I don't know. But eventually, I think China would have eventually said, you're out of here. Applause to LinkedIn and, and Microsoft for making the move. China was their third biggest market uh, for LinkedIn. So there was a, a price to pay financially for this. But the price for your soul, I guess, uh, was more valuable to them and, and their decision to get out um, is certainly a, a good one. Um, look, China doesn't play. And if you if you dance with that devil, um, it, it, it could hurt and it could come back to bite you. So I think it was it was a good business decision because I think it was eventually going to happen anyway. It was a good PR decision from that, that business side. And it was a good position, I guess, politically and just for uh, democracy and, and freedom loving people, Chad. America. Fuck yeah. I think they saw the writing on the wall and they might as well went ahead and pulled the plug themselves as opposed to waiting for the Chinese government to cut it. Yep. Uh, LinkedIn had been there since 2017. So they had a pretty short run of communist China. Well, let's take another (laughs) break, Chad, and we'll move from uh, communism to pornography, which is just what our listeners expect. Search terms, search terms. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. So Chad, we we veered off from porn, pornography and prostitution last week and uh, and and, and uh, deep fake uh, sexting and whatever else. So we, we decided to go back because it was out there. A I mean, site our <laughs> listeners know nothing about, obviously. Right. Yeah, uh, sure. They serve up porn, and every year they publish their most searched keywords by state. <laughs> Not surprising to me, uh, Asian, is, Asian as a keyword is hot on the West Coast. Uh, lesbian as a keyword is all the rage uh, down the middle of the country. And the Midwest prefers their moms, uh, with MILF being the, the top search term in most of the Midwest states. But some were less obvious. Chad, what were some keywords in states that stood out to you? (laughs) Oklahoma with goth hospital. (laughs) I have no fucking clue what that even means. No clue. But it sounds very Oklahoma to me. Oh, yes. Librarian in Montana. Uh Uh-huh. That was interesting. Droopy balls in Colorado. (laughs) 
<laughs> Racist in Michigan. What the? This, fu- we got to get Sackett on the phone about that I'm one. Gonna, really? Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is this has got to be a, an onion version of Pornhub's search terms. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it might be fake news, but damn, it's fun to talk about. Florida uh, boats. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the South, Ebony, uh, was the number one search term in most of the southern states. And Kevin James was one in Connecticut or something? No, in uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Kevin James in Tennessee. So that that was your Pornhub most served key phrases from the past year. I got nothing else, Chad, except to say... We out. We out. We are experiencing technical issues. There is no cause for alarm. Please be at ease. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www. ChadCheese.com Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.